Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're converting people one stomach at a time to what fresh food can taste like. You use whatever you can use and you respect every bit of it. You know, if it's in season, you use it. We need to study and we need to read and we need to know about our region and what it's doing before we can start putting things on dishes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quicksand Food Connection. I'm Stefan Postuma. Today I speak with Jeff and Lana from McBitty Grove in Mittagong. Jeff is a winemaker. He's a great guy. I enjoyed talking to him and he's just started up a new wine label called Tractorless Vineyard. It's a carbon neutral and biodynamic wine label that uses some pretty interesting techniques of winemaking. They run sheep through their vineyard, which browse on the leaves and also fertilize the vineyard, creating a healthy biodynamic ecosystem that produces fantastic grapes. Uh, They also have aquaculture where they run fish uh, alongside vegetables. They've got a kitchen garden. Um, They make things like apple cider vinegar and all of their produce is sold out of their door and out of their farm shop they've got a great restaurant on site which lana takes care of which we got a recipe from for the southern highlands cookbook it was great spending the day out there and getting to know these guys and i hope you enjoy my chat with jeff and lana from mcvitty grove in mitigong was there a sort of a light bulb moment where you thought well you know we want to try to achieve this tractorless vineyard concept and carbon neutrality and all that well, sort of we, stuff like the three winemakers, so originally we, we contract, so we make wines for other people, and we just happen to all be really into sustainability, and, you know, we've all got veggie gardens and chickens and, you know, bees, and we're all trying to run things biodynamically anyway, and about, I think it was about three years ago, we wrote a press release for the region, and, um, you know, we talked about sustainability and we talked about sheep and we talked about this idea we had of getting sheep and creating it and like got such good feedback that we thought oh well, maybe we should actually do this it's pretty cool it's what we want to do anyway so maybe we should should do it so we started Tractors Vineyard the wine label and we just did it very small as the winemakers fun thing mm-hmm. like yeah mm-hmm. we make all this wine for everyone but this is sort of our thing we're doing it the way we want project. to do it and we're doing it um, all sustainably and we're making the wines sometimes a little bit left of center because that's what we want to drink and at the end of the day that's not our main income so if it doesn't work who cares we're having fun mm-hmm. and so that's how it all began and then it actually went <laughs> really well and everyone loved it and the concept 
and it's just grown from there and you know we started making apple cider vinegar for the sheep and then as i was saying you know we we now sell it because we eat it and it just keeps rolling and it just keeps getting more and you know we wanted to do the olives so we took over the olives and then we're like well you know it's a pretty cool venue maybe we should like this should become the home of trackless vineyard because it kind of rep it's where we are anyway and it represents everything pretty well and so just sort of rolled and just mm. happened all of a sudden yeah and then i mean as soon as you've got a kitchen and and you know a, a center involved as well then that then the ideas of vegetable gardens for the kitchen gardens and aquaponics and stuff yeah into, absolutely yeah. well and and we we've always wanted to do that anyway so we always part of tractorless wanted to do food and wine but now you can actually eat the food here rather than just selling the food we make um, at the winery you know we've got this huge veggie garden there which we just that's pretty much what we eat out of every day mm-hmm. you know we make our own hummus and you know baba ganoush and stuff and just sit there and eat out of the veggie garden it's great beautiful and um so when we talked to lana about the restaurant how we thought oh, it'd be cool if we could do that here on a bigger scale and she loved the idea and so it's all happening slowly <laughs> mm, it's great and i mean talking about the sheep i as we were saying before, it's a, new, a unique thing. I definitely haven't walked through a vineyard before that have a flock of sheep around. Do you want to just give us an overview of how that system works? Yeah, so we... Um, look, there's some vineyards doing it we've heard about mm-hmm. and um, we like the idea of it. We like the idea that we're not having to drive tractors up and down the vineyard. And um, I, I grew up on a sheep farm, so we grew up up near Kuma in the Monero on a Merino farm and so I love sheep anyway I love that smell of sheep I just love being around sheep so um, you know we started experimenting with it a few years ago and you know we're getting good results Uh, initially they were um, eating all our vines so we had to (laughs) we had to work out things like heights and um, how we put them in and when we put them in but, um, you know, you'll see if you walk around the vineyards, all these little wires around where we've tried electrics underneath the vines and tried all these different things, but sort of getting it down pat now. And, mm. um, you know, it's great. You walk out and you've got this beautiful grass right up to the base of the vines, which normally you've got this dead row underneath the vines. Mm. So it looks great. Um, and as a result, we're getting better water retention um, the vines are getting more in balance and a bit healthier like you know with with feel they are and I think it's I think it's working well yeah yeah so that I mean that that'll help you improve sort of consistency and I guess the resilience of your grapes and stuff at the end of the day that healthy soil and healthy yeah. growth yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. And, and you know we, we're originally only doing it for the health of the vines and then all of a sudden there's all these spin-offs yeah. Like one looks awesome, and two, the grasses never look so good, and three, we've all, all now we've got this amazing tasting lamb. Mm. Um, in, in actual fact, we now that we've got them in the olives because they've eaten some of the lower olive branches, we're keen to eat one of them to see you know if it's changed the flavour in the meat. Probably will. Yeah, because they do that. You know that salt bush lambs. Yep. You know, I thought, oh, geez, I wonder what an olive lamb tastes like. <laughs> the ones that have picked a few grapes and a few olives and yeah. the things you get because they do. They take, so we set the heights now in the vineyard so they can take about, you know, 10 centimetres of leaf off. Yep. And what that does is it exposes the bunches. 
So it reduces our disease, but also um, the sun on the bunch changes the acids and the flavours a bit. So quite often in this region, because it's cold, we're paying a fortune to hand pick all the leaves off and these guys do it for nothing. It's nice. great. Like it all it's lining up nicely. It's That's fantastic. Exciting. And it's like you were saying that you I mean, obviously you're some of the first you're the first to do it in this region, but you know, you can't understand why people haven't clued on early because not only are you not paying for tractors and, you know, pumping fuel into the atmosphere, trying to, you know, manicure manicure your vineyards, but you've got you've got something to show for it and to make money from at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, it's right? like it's 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 funny. I mean you wonder whether years ago it was done and we just lost sight. We get into this big commercial mindset where we just like, this is the way it's done. You put the machine through, you do it like this, it's a perfect straight line, you know, and you sort of lose this fact, oh, we don't actually need to do all that. Yeah. It, it, it manages so well by itself and all we do is move the sheep around and it's, yeah, it's funny, it's mind-blowing that we haven't done it. Yeah, and you were saying like, I mean, that's the central idea of biodynamics is creating an ecosystem where from under, underground in the soil to you know the fruit that you get off your vines at the end of the day and the sheep it all works in harmony together and you give, gave us that example of the wasps that you see mm. helping control yeah aphid, aphids, yeah, and, aphids yeah, yeah 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 aphids and uh, the cabbage cabbage moss. Moss yeah that's and right um but yeah that's the the whole philosophy it's about a hundred years old from a guy called rudolf steiner and what was happening is when the industrial revolution happened and agriculturalists were sort of farmers are there going you know it's you know there's something happening we're not being able to do what we used to do and we're just having to put more chemical on we're just having to put more fertilizer on to keep up and and so this whole philosophy came about of biodynamics and um you know in essence it's going back to very old school farming where you're planting with the cycles of the moon and the planet planets and you're you're, you're really listening to everything that's happening and acting accordingly. Mm. And, um, you know, it's something, I guess, that we lost over time. And it's really, especially in the wine industry, it's becoming really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because wine's about really specific flavours and quality and it gets judged as such, it's not just an, like, I don't know, just not just a... A, a, a bit of fruit that you taste and you think oh yeah it tastes like an apple it tastes like a pear you know people really critique wine like they really look at it closely and so I think because of that when you're getting these minute changes because of biodynamics it's picked up and winemakers are like oh yeah this is the best wine we've made like the balance of it the tannin structures are beautiful we've got to do that again and so biodynamics is really picked up in the wine industry a lot of the top French wines have been biodynamic for hundreds mm-hmm. of years but you know every time I get on the phone to a vineyard grow that there's so many around that are biodynamic I don't tell anyone just they do it that way because it's the healthy way of doing it it's a sustainable way of doing it. it gives them better products so they do it just because of their management practices mm-hmm. um, and we're finding now with the sheep that our biodynamic blocks are actually cheaper to run than a traditional block it's that's a, great yeah so it's cheaper than putting on all these systemic sprays and nasty man-made things wow so it's a real very rare that that sort of organic biodynamic agriculture actually is cheaper than traditional for sure know, um spray and that sort of agriculture yeah it's mm. it's sort of uh working in reverse to the way that it was thought of for a long time yeah. like you said like these sort of uh you know huge huge estates with 
efficient efficiency is the number one word where you know you'd be buying the most expensive machinery and equipment you can in order to you know get more time on your hands and harvest as quickly as possible and yeah all the rest that's of right it. and i guess scrapes is about quality too yeah. I mean, you know a lot of a lot of industries it's about as much food as you can or as much product as you can off that area whereas grapes you know that there's people that cut their vineyards right down to low production because they believe that gives them the most purity. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the, the philosophy with biodynamics, we find we don't need to do things like that. We don't need to drop fruit. We don't need to leaf pluck. The vines naturally come into this really nice balance. And when you walk through the vineyard, you go, oh, we actually don't really need to do much to this block. It's it's sort of balanced itself. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. And so the tractorless vineyard label is... You, you source your grapes solely from here at McFitty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we, so, yeah, so our main label, Tractor's Vineyard, comes all from here. Uh, we've just started uh, like a growers series in Tractor's Vineyard, which uh, we've only got one wine under that at the moment, which is the red, Lost Flock. And that's, um, we source the grapes from other regions, but that's more as our play around stuff because we want to do a bit of nebbiolo and we want to leave it on skins for six months and just do something interesting yeah so we create and and this region you can't grow nebbiolo it's too cold so things like that we put under that 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 range and it fits in with the steiner philosophy because um he 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 yes there's you know the steiner schools and yeah yeah and it's about building up your knowledge by doing and by interacting. And so, you know, we learn heaps from these wines that we do these weird different things. And we're like, oh, yeah, we heard this grower in France. He left it on skins for uh, seven months. Oh, let's try that. And, and because it's our label and it's because it's nice and small and boutique, we can do that and we can play around with it and we can make something that's left to centre and interesting. Yeah, that's um, great. So yeah, so we've got that second series of the Tractorless now, which is the grower series, but the main Tractorless biodynamic stuff's all from McVinney. Yeah. yeah, and so what sort of grapes have you got here? So here we've got Pinot Gris, uh, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay and Riesling. Yeah. yeah. So we do sparkling, we do rosé, do the Pinot Gris, um, and then we do the Pinot Noir as well. Mm-hmm. So and we you might- were saying the sparkling you do here, you do different to a lot of people you make it all here yourself. yeah so we do it all on site like all hand riddled all hand scourged um all on site which is quite unique most people send it off to be done because it's quite specialized mm-hmm. um but you know this this block nice clay soils is sort of lends itself to some good sparkling i'm starting to see now that we're getting all our balance back since we've been running it biodynamically we're starting to see some good results Unfortunately, we won't drink them for eight years. Because <laughs> we age it for quite some time in the bottle before we release it. So yeah, and you were saying you get members of the public out as well. You do open days and things. Yeah, yeah. So we do. Um, we know we regularly do tours. So for groups over five, they can book in and we do tours and show them the winemaking or show them a vineyard, whatever they're interested mm-hmm. in. Um, some tours ask to do just a special thing on tasting different pinots. So we, you know, because we actually make in the wine a few different labels. We show them some different pinots and talk about some different ideas cool. um, yeah. and have you have you had any groups through since you've had the sheep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we've had a few groups through since the sheep the sheep in certain times of year especially when when they're lambing that they are hit yeah people, for sure people, love the <laughs> people get to pick up a little <laughs> yeah yeah and even just seeing them 
like before we net, because you've only seen it now that we've netted and the sheep around the outside, but before we net, when you can actually see the sheep walking around the vines, it's really cool. Mm. It's like a cool look. Yeah, for sure. And I guess it's a, you know, I, there's so much to it. I mean, you talk about the veggie garden, you've got olives, sheep that eat grapes and olives and all that sort of flavour, and then you've got an open day that you can have a, a tour with a group. Um, it's a very unique experience to be able to come to a place like this and you know you do a little tour get to know a bit about the wines you know do a tasting and then you can sit down for lunch and eat a lamb cutlet from something that has yeah. just been like has been walking around <laughs> eating eating the grapes that that are from the glass that you're drinking with your with yeah your that's cutlet. right yeah, it's 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 uh that's no, very neat my uh my wife though doesn't like the idea of eating something she just see walking around the place doesn't bother me though yeah um but yeah no and and I hope that after a bit of time dealing with the sheep a bit more and eating the sheep a bit more that we can start to see different flavours in the meats according to whether they've been in the vineyard or the olive grove. I mean, that would be awesome if that we can start great. seeing that and then you could start showing people, oh, look, this, one, this one's been eating olives. Look, you can really taste this flavour. And I don't see why that wouldn't happen. For sure. Yeah, I mean, every, everything, even humans, we're a product of what, of what we consume, mm. you know. Mm. You can have it, it, everything's a product of the environment that that it lives in, and if you're eating grapes and olives, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get something there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully it all rolls on to you know sort of create. You know, it's a very young food region, and you know, we want to share all this. Yeah, and we hope that by having a venue here now and doing all this stuff that it sort of invigorates everyone and and it becomes a bit of a hub for foodies to come and talk about their ideas and you you know all the other there's all these incredible producers in this region Mm. and the number of them that literally just sell their product to top restaurants in sydney or canberra and you wouldn't even know they're down here Mm. like you wouldn't even know and it's like incredible and be cool just to open that up a bit to the public yeah for sure and and not not just the public but even locals you know i miss I miss when I was in Canberra and in Yarra Valley and the Hunter this real vibe of you could go to a pub and sit down with these foodies and wineies and talk food and wine and um, you know what are you doing in your vineyard oh what are you doing in your winery and it was this real cool feel and the highlands are still quite small and Mm -hmm. hopefully this place will eventually you know germinate that sort of sharing and sitting down and all that knowledge I think through the experience of of making this book um and dealing with producers and other wineries and chefs and things like that, it seems to be something that is lifting off that sort of agritourism to the um, Southern Highlands. Like uh, a couple of people have sort of mentioned, you know, it in relation to or compared it to, say, the Hunter, for example, and how accessible the Southern Highlands is to Sydney and Canberra and the coast and, and things. And uh, why shouldn't it have a booming... Uh, agritourism mm. business where people industry where people can come and come to a place like McVitie and then go visit a truffle farm and you know get the whole experience have mm. some great food there's definitely some fantastic restaurants around as well when we're you know we're halfway between Sydney and Canberra pretty much and uh, yeah it's it is incredible it's funny that you know even in the wine industry here you go to Sydney and the number of people wouldn't even know we have wine down here mm. yet 
you know, in the top 20 wines in New South Wales, we're probably one of the smallest region, but we have like always have a high percentage of wines in that top 20. Mm. It's a really good, cool climate sort of region here. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty unique position, you know, like the soil quality is amazing, consistent rainfall, cold winters and hot summers. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's good for, you know, so much, so much different producing and it's consistent for people and it can be, you know, it can be relied upon, you know, a bit more than in other regions yeah. of New South Wales. Absolutely. And people don't realise how cold it gets. Yeah. I mean, we, in 2012, we harvested <laughs> after Tasmania. Jesus. We're the last region to harvest in the whole of Australia. So it gets really cold. And we had snow this year. Yeah. So it does get quite cold. And people think, I know that near Sydney, it can't be that cold. Well, yeah. And I think what you say, like, I mean, creating a, a system like this trackless vineyard and having other winemakers involved and other wineries in the region and dealing with chefs and building a community like you say you are, the Southern Highlands is a small enough region for everyone to be able to talk to one another and and access one another and share ideas and learn from each other as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting and hopefully, you know, working with people like you guys doing the book and sort of getting that knowledge out what everyone's doing. I think the more everyone sees what everyone else is doing, the more everyone gets excited what's going on and then they all sort of start getting together a bit more. And, yeah. You know, it's funny, it all just sort of rolls feel that we're starting to roll on yeah that's great <laughs> and i mean you're only in the beginning stages of all this really as well so um as i was saying before you know you never know what idea can pop into your head from something you read about or something that you see that you can integrate into the ecosystem that you're building here essentially yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and you, you look around at all this space that you have here that we just don't utilize like you know, in between vines and, you know, traditionally in between vines has just been a menace to deal with so that you can get your vines. Yeah. But, um, you know, now we've got all this space and we're actually thinking of it, oh, well, what, rather than just having to deal with the in between vines, what are we going to do with that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. And you were saying just quickly about sort of looking ahead into what else you've got going in aquaponics and and kitchen gardens and things kitchen garden we've got a tiny one started but um we're we're really big on the idea of aquaculture um one of the main reasons is you can you're utilizing space amazingly you know you're getting fish from it it's all organic it's all fresh and grown you know we'll start um, doing some aquaculture stuff here this week um, some herbs and things and that, that whole idea is really you know when you talk about intensive production you can't get much more than aquaculture you, you've got this incredible mass of plant growth and then at the same time you've got all these fish growing that you can eat it's really you know it's one of those things that they're talking about is is an idea that's really going to change the way people eat in the world because mm. it's super sustainable and it's highly productive in very small spaces. Um, I just like the idea too of fish and food. Yeah, for sure. And it's a it's a it's a complete cycle. You know, the fish get their nutrients from the 
um, or the plants get their nutrients from the fish and gets get then the fish get a great environment to live in as That's well. Right. And it's sort of similar in a way to the to the sheep on the vineyard concept where the sheep are eating the leaves and then they're shitting on the ground and giving giving the grapes back some yeah nutrients as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I that whole idea too that you know, we would love that nothing has to come from anywhere other than this farm. Yeah. It would be awesome. So things that become difficult are things like fish because normally they're hard to grow. Mm-hmm. But if we can get agriculture going, then, you know, we've got fish, we've already got cows, we've already got sheep. Um, we're going to start some experiments next year because um, under the nets you saw now the sheep can't get in. So next year we're going to do some experiments with running chickens under the nets and um, so they'll be free range under the nets to see if uh, they can keep the grass down a bit and we can manage them and that way we'll have chicken as well and yep. eggs and it'll be just awesome to have all that here for ecosystem farm. Yeah. yeah that's great and Lana sort of I guess that's where you come in is bringing what's produced outside these walls onto a menu in the restaurant and developing developing that sort of thing well I'm passionate about the aquaponics as well yeah, recycling is just the way of the future not yeah. just with rubbish and we you know use our waste from the kitchen all in the compost that then goes back into the ground um, but with clothing furniture all of these things um, are a new concept but very good for the planet yeah. and so if we can just do our small bit and use what we see and what we grow here in the kitchen it, it gives people the whole experience about what um, organic and recycling and all of that is all about. Yeah. And I guess I was saying to Jeff before it's a unique experience to be able to come here and have a glass of wine with a piece of land that you see from outside and I guess at the end of the day the you know when you've got produce roaming around outside that you can look at from your table in the restaurant you know the the process of writing a menu isn't too complicated because you kind of just want to make something simple that showcases that food well we get a lot of sydney visitors out here as well because it's the southern highlands and i don't know that sydney um, knows a whole lot about our wine region but you can't do the same thing in the city as you can in the country you can have a small home vegetable garden if you like and maybe the simple aquaponic systems, which are quite actually quite simple, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but effective. And you can do those sorts of things at home, but we're just doing it on a grand scale and hope that people um, learn all about it so they can bring it into their own lives as well. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And the dishes that we shot today is uh, some nice veggie ones that um, have been, like, I mean, you go, you go, when did you implement this new menu? Um, we've only been going here for a short time as you know Um, so the menu hasn't changed much Um, we started with some of the things that um, are current and in like we tried to put a lot of vegetarian dairy free and gluten free options on the menu Um, and um, we did our research um, based on what is going on in social media and also in restaurants um, all around New South Wales and this is what people are looking for a full menu where you can um, please all different types of guests and not just have the same old boring steak and chips and things mm. like that you know what I mean yeah so the menu hasn't changed much and we've had a lot of really good feedback about it yeah, so far great. it's tasty it's nutritious it's a lot a lot of it's organic and yeah lots of options yeah and we and we shot a couple of veggie things today there's a roast veggie salad and the lentil patties and also the veggie tarts and I guess once the aquaculture gets into full swing and, and, and that's all happening as you say, sourcing everything from outside here and Michelle the chef can go run off into the garden and grab what she needs. Exactly. Like, yeah. it would, it'd be great to be able to, you know, come in an hour or two beforehand and 
get a basket and go, right, what are we going to do as our special today? And walk around and go, oh, look, they're right, we'll use those. You mm. know, that's, you know that, that whole foraging idea, it's, it, it'd be cool to be able to do that. Yeah, it's fantastic. So if you can't find the sheep when someone comes to place an order, she's out in the garden. <laughs> she's out in the garden. <laughs> i tell you what, if you're walking up the drive of a, a state like this, going to a restaurant and you see a chef picking vegetables and herbs, you know, you're getting a, a, a good fresh meal. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. right. A lot of our menu are share plates, and so we like the idea of not just foraging for food, but grazing um, the food that we provide and so share plates are for two people yeah. and it's like sitting around the kitchen table like you do at home where you know with your family where you're sharing what's being cooked that's really good yeah. and you get to try a bit of everything yeah that's how I like to eat yeah, yeah even if I'm just ordering an entree and a main I'm generally eating half of the person opposite that's me's right. food as well just <laughs> that's it gives it a real nice community feel yeah as well. and it's relaxed it's a casual way of doing things mm. where you feel relaxed and I think you know, if you come to a place like this with a beautiful view out onto the hills and into the valley and, you know, you've walked around the vineyard and whatever, you don't want to go from, from that where you're talking to people. You might meet some new people that are also visiting and you don't want to go from that into a quiet white tablecloth restaurant where you, don't, where you feel like you're not allowed to talk and, mm. you, know, you know, have a laugh and have a few drinks and stuff like that. And definitely for a, a venue like this, casual is a good good thing when you're eating a la carte like that as well um you're not likely to go and pick food off your next person's exactly. plate yeah. people would look at you in horror yeah. i think but that's the way that people eat naturally so. that's right and you wouldn't want someone to miss out yeah that's right if yours is really good and, and you look food envy yeah that's right <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Is there anything else that you guys want to mention or talk about? Anything else you got going on? Oh, there's always something there's going always on. There's always something going got on. Big plans. Yeah. It's just <laughs> going to be one this step big. at a time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've already got your fingers in a lot of pies at the moment. And my wife keeps telling me not to do anymore. We're about to have our second child. She's like, Jeff, you're having another kid. Just, you know, take it easy. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Maybe just the coffee as well. It's part of the experience. I don't yeah. think we'll get to growing coffee beans here. Um, maybe roasting our own, but that's way down the track. We use an organic coffee just to fit the whole sustainable yeah, theme. Cool. And that's a local coffee yeah. as well, highlighting the local produce. Are they in barrel, those roasted? They yeah. are. Rush. Rush. Yeah. 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 It's very yeah, popular. Cool. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Girls at Rush. Yeah, nice. Really good. And... If people want to find out some more stuff, you got the website they should go to is mcvitty.com.au. Mc, sorry, mcvittygrove.com. my bad. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot on there about the farm shop yet, and yeah. we also um, will be selling that retail and, and some of the things like the coffee and jams and local re- uh, products retail, mm. but we'll update it as we get things going. Yeah, well, I mean, you were saying as well that people can pick some herbs off here and Yeah, uh, so and take that's an exciting thing this week is... Um, there's a local aquaculture um, farmer that's just near the winery and so they're going to bring in some of their product that they've already got growing organically with aquaculture and we're going to put it, hang it here and actually have a little system going so that the chef can come out and harvest and use the products but also customers can buy, you know, just say oh, I need a bag of basil, cut off some basil or weight and they can buy the right nice. as well. And some have some apple cider vinegar and take home a couple of bottles of wine and That's right. That's right. quarter of lamb. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at the end of the day. But no way, we are we actually got on the horizon probably we hope in the next couple of weeks to send some lambs off and we'll cry back them and so you'll be able to That'll be awesome, perfect. Yeah. There you go. Don't get fresher than that. No, yeah. that's right. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. that'll wrap it up. Thanks Thank guys. You. Thanks, Thanks very so much. much. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Quicksand Food Connection. I really enjoyed talking with Jeff and Lana from McVitie Grove. If you want to find out more about them, you can visit them online at mcvitiegrove.com. You can find them on Facebook at McVitie Grove, and they're also on Instagram at McVitie Grove Vineyard. If you want to find out more about us, you can visit our website, quicksandfood.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at quicksandfood. If you want any more of these podcasts that supplement the Southern Highlands cookbook, you can download them all for free on our website, that's quicksandfood.com. Thanks for joining us this time, and we'll see you again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.